Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. Uh, I have been um, uh, getting in, been getting into gambling recently, though, and uh, um, I, I, uh, I, I discovered, you, you guys won't believe this, I discovered an underground fight temple, okay? Um, and I heard... That that there's some you know big monster guy who holds some fucking belt. I don't know. He sounds like a chump. I'm putting all my money on the motherfucker who's who's challenging him. Totally gonna beat him. Totally, uh, totally uh, not gonna be crushed within two seconds. I'm feeling really confident in my chances. Let's go. This is me when I gamble on college football games. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we are returning to Lucha Underground season. A cube. We, yes, we uh, it was last time we were here, it was the first episode since Aztec Warfare when Dario Cueto returned to take back over the temple with his d- monster god brother, uh, to win the title. And so, last time we were here, Dario he brought back live music, isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, we, we truly are back. Um, ignore all other corruption that has oozed its way back into the temple with the return of Dario. No. Pentagon Jr. came out and demanded a title match with Matanza because, hey, he ain't been pinned. He wasn't in, the, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't he, in Aztec Warfare last for week. For reasons. He didn't really make it to Aztec Warfare in, in, in uh, all that cohesively. And Cueto was like, nah, I don't think so. And then Penta threatened to break his arm. And Dario's like, I, what I meant to say is absolutely. I, I don't think such a good idea has ever been proposed in my temple. <laughs> yep. And then uh, first match, we had Mr. Cisco and Cortez Castro, the crew, versus Johnny Mundo and Taya. Uh, the crew get the dub um especially after brian cage came down to make sure there would be no shenanigans happening here johnny cage gets within like uh or brian cage gets within like 20 feet of johnny mundo and he just starts fucking cowering and shivering like a goddamn chihuahua yep then we get the backstory on the on on uh on uh mariposa oh yes Uh, the greatest warrior in the history of the Moth Tribe. Uh, yeah, she beats up Mafia Luchadors. No, who no want, other person could do that. Who want all of the Moth's money? Because y- yes, in the lore of as ancient as in the Lucha Underground universe, in ancient Azteca that was ruled by the Seven Tribes. The Moth Tribe were the rich ones. The Moths are the rich ones. They are drawn to gold as the Moth to flame. It makes sense. Don't think about it or I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dario Cueto was accosted in his office by Katrina, who honestly was not... Kind of, Katrina, you know, accepted the defeat at of losing the temple back to Dario. You know, she said, fair play. She said, she said, well, let's move on. She said, yeah, you know, what what's another what's a what's a a a a, a hostile retakeover between business colleagues? She's like, you know, you got me. 
you go. Oh, yeah, it was good. Uh, touche. But Dario Cueto, yeah, Dario Cueto gives the Disciples of Death a title rematch, and Katrina swears that what the Mil Muertes will get his title back from Matanza. So it's gonna happen um, at some point. Meanwhile, we do get that trio ship match. It is an eliminator match between the menage a trois of brutality, our champions on Helico, Ivalice, and Son of Havoc, versus the Disciples of Death, El Sinestro de la Muerte, Trece, and Barrio Negro. And uh, in case you there was any ambiguity after the last time menage a trois of brutality beat them, uh, this time, they just fucking... Well, uh, menage a trois of brutality manages to numbers game them, but of course, in the end, uh, uh, Son of Havoc gets the ultimate dub, yada da 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 da, and they're super mega dead now. Yeah, um, but we have, but upcoming will be a trio, a new trios tournament. So that'll be exciting. That and that is then, exciting, actually, legitimately. Yeah. And then uh, Dario Cueto has Rey Mysterio in his office. Rey Mysterio is like, I'm here for El Dragon Azteca, the one who came into the temple and then died and never left, came back. Weird. And was like, yeah, that is weird. Anyway, can I, I interest you in some nice it. wrestling? Yeah, so Dario Cueto was basically like, hey, you got a place in my temple whenever you want. As long as you never ask me anything about El Dragon Azteca again. <laughs> Not one or I will kill you. Ray does drink to it, though. And so, for now, Dario's secret is safe. Yeah, Secret. I really need to put that in quotation marks. Dario's secret. Ray, Ray absolutely knows that Dario had something to do Ray, with it. Ray, Ray, Ray is a hundred percent privy to what the fuck is going on here. He's just like, yeah. he's just like, yeah, I do like wrestling though. Yeah. I do like having a job and getting paid. True. So true. I will shut up. Shut up. Yeah. The, this, this whole, this whole like interpersonal ancient tribe mafia shit doesn't actually pay the bills super well. No, it doesn't. WWE is not picking up my calls right now, so <laughs> I will take. I will shut up about the fucking murder. Vince, um, yeah. And, and anyway, and then we get Mariposa versus Sexy Star. The Mac continues to be the worst therapist in the history of therapists. <laughs> I'm he, starting to think this guy doesn't have a license. He, I don't think he does either, because he seems to think that Sexy Star needs to face her kidnappers head-on in order to move on from this traumatizing experience. It doesn't really work out. Mariposa <laughs> wins. Probably. She probably only got traumatized more. But hey, I mean, woohoo. Mariposa got the win. It wasn't the best thing ever because Mariposa is a ooh, mm, uh, as a wrestler. But uh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe she should consider other careers, like I don't know, cheerleading or something. A a. Uh, anyway, before the main event, Dario heads down to the cage, to the basement in the cage with his brother in it. Unfortunately, winning the championship did not earn his brother any better accommodations. 
that you know he's not getting the champion's bonus pay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think we need to consider that this that there might that Dario Cueto might be trying to skim money by having his brother as champion. Because does he pay his brother? His brother just hangs out in a just lives in a cage in the basement. It's debatable. That's it's debatable how much well, he would get paid, how much like he eats, like what what is his I living mean, expenses? I mean, I will I will raise you the 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 uh, uh, further question of what the fuck does an eldritch god need with mortal money? That's another good question that again leads back to my argument that Dario Cueto is now just pocketing the money he would pay the champion by having the champion well, be Sansa. Obviously, this is part of the de- that yeah, D- Dario. Like, why do you think he has such a vested interest? He's not altruistic toward his own fucking brother. Just means extra money for him. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, we've never considered this before, but I'm now throwing it out here that he is trying to skirt having to pay wrestlers by having his champion be his brother, who he doesn't pay. Pretty much. Anyway, Dario returns to the cage basement and he's like, I need you to destroy Pentagon Jr. forever. And we get to the match and I'll be, and Matanza gives it his best shot. Of course, as he, 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 he does, he does like shooting with his fists and entire body. Matanza destroys Pentagon Jr. for the win. It's so bad that, like, we're calling the paramedics. Yeah. And, and, and uh, fucking Vampiro, like, rides off in the ambulance with his, with his boy. Mm-hmm. It is He's so bad. concerned. Uh, yeah, fucking, yeah, the last year's mutilating monster heel is so out, and now he's just fucking destroyed, dead, yep. bye-bye. There can only be one. Yeah, the last two weeks have been have been very establishing a new pecking order here by having Matanza just plow through everybody. Pretty much, he's just he's just destroying. Uh, but again, again, I'm I'm sure that the next plucky underdog to go after him will be will really it's really going to happen this time. I believe personally. Sure. So it's time for what we're going to watch this week, and it's exciting. Uh, we're watching two episodes this week. The first time in a while we've done that. Oh shit! Oh my god! It's back to the back to the twofers. That that is exciting. Yeah. So I I plot out a number of episodes. How season two is a lot shorter than season one. Thirty nine episodes versus twenty six episodes. Yeah, that's wild. But I want to keep the general pace of how long it took us to get through season one for all the other seasons of the show. And so to do that, uh, you know, for this season, we've had, we're having a lot more times where we're only watching one episode Correct. a week, but this, but there are times we watching two, and this is one of them Ooh. as we'll be watching episode 11, bird of war and episode 12, three's a crowd. <laughs> oh my God. That's such a goofy title. Uh, so uh, as as is my usual here is I read the de- plot episode description of the episode we're going to watch. The first one, though, obviously don't want to go spoiling anything for episode 12. As I consider, this is the kind of information that you would see if you were watching on the TV guide. 
and coming across the episode. Therefore, it is fair game to just say it's happening. That's what's happening. Uh, so the trios tournament begins. As I mentioned, in the Dario announced a new trios tournament to determine a new number one contender for the titles, and that is starting uh, this week. Yes. Now, last um, time, uh, I, last I, I time assume... Dario, go ahead. Last time Dario Cueto used the trios tournament as a means of of um, uh, of his own personal manipulations and plotting that failed completely, as the team he put <laughs> together to be a total train wreck ended up winning. So yes, you know, uh, and and ended up being one of the greatest things in all, one of the greatest teams in all of pro wrestling. Thank you. Yep. So we'll see if this time goes any better for Dario's plan. I, I'm going to take a wild guess that the Threes a Crowd episode is going to be the one that's really focusing on that tournament. But, you know, we can get our prelude going. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix faces the monster Matanza Cueto for the championship. Oh, He's going for that rematch. He is the bird of war he that is, is in the, the episode title. And he has arisen from the ashes. Kaka. I'm sure he'll do great. I have you know, no doubt. This, this is his guaranteed title rematch, if you think about it. Indeed. He was Indeed. the champion going into Aztec Warfare. Sure, it'll go great for him. Uh, Famous B seeks his first client. You know, we had our commercials of Famous B. That's four two th- at 423 Get Fame. Get that's 423 Get Fame. Fame. It says that he can make you famous, and now he yes. has returned to the temple to make some people famous. He was he was scouting at fucking Aztec warfare. I have I have uh, no doubt he's got a few people on that list. Let's see. Oh yeah, and then Vampiro fights with his personal demons, which <laughs> seems like a normal day for Vampiro. That's uh, that's just like that up. Yeah, that's just that's just every day. Well, maybe, 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 maybe his personal demons will actually, you know, square up and get in the ring this time. Who's to say? Who knows? Uh, that. Whoa, wow. Okay, this is the first episode of six in a row that they taped on the same day, December thirteenth, twenty fifteen. Jesus Christ! And this is after they taped two episodes the previous day. They have taped Holy Aztec Warfare and El Jefe is back on December twelfth. And then the next day, they filmed six episodes. Jesus Christ. How do you fit that many fucking... Okay, whatever. That's crazy. I mean, you, I mean, none of the backstage bits. You're just going back to back to back to back, back to, to back, back to back. To back. back. And, and you know what? The believers are crazy enough to just, like, strap, strap in for all of it. Hell yeah. So... If you would like to watch along with us, well, you can do so in the easily legal methods of, you know, uh, Amazon Prime Video, iTunes, Apple Video. You can buy those seasons in online and watch them. Or, or, or if you know where to find them, and I don't want, I don't want to encourage anything, but if, if you know, no, but if, if you know where to find them. You do. Oh, nice, nice, uh, big Rick look there. <laughs> Thank you. I do my rip, best. Rip, big Rick. Um, rip, big Rick. Di- di- died as he lived, wearing an eye patch for some reason. Absolutely. That his eye never healed. His eye um, never healed, even in death. 
Anyway, if you know where to look, you can find the episodes online pretty easily. Yarg. Yep, so we'll be back in the back hat in the back half to discuss Lucha Underground season two, episode eleven and episode twelve. Woohoo! And we are back. We have finished Lucha Underground season two, episodes eleven and episode twelve. Uh what is that? Bird of War and Three's a Crowd. Three's a crowd, the unbelievably cheeky name. Some of these titles, man. Um, yes, two uh, a a a a twofer. Uh, uh, you're getting on the on the noobs and knockouts podcast today. How 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 generous of us, truly. Um, yeah. and and oh boy, after um after a little bit of of kind of winding things back up after Aztec warfare. Oh baby, all of the stories do be flowing again. Uh, no, episode eleven felt fucking crazy. <laughs> Episode both of them felt fucking crazy, but episode eleven especially. Uh, right off the goddamn back, we are immediately getting back into the cop story. Um, well, before that though, we before do, that we have a bathroom scene. We haven't had a good bathroom confrontation in a while. Wait, no, this is um, I could have sworn it was no, cops and then bathroom, not the other way around. Oh, is oh you yeah. you know why I wrote that? Uh, because. Mm-hmm. I wrote that not when we got the cop vignette, but when we did our like previously on Lucha Underground uh, oh, okay. uh, uh, compilation at the very beginning of the episode. So they show clips of from the cop story, and I was like, "Oh, okay, um, okay. we're doing we're gonna be doing this again." But yes, we do. We we actually open on uh, oh god, Vampiro is hanging out in front of mirrors again. Um, he's hanging holding, out in front of the mirror, thinking about if he's going to take his antipsychotics today. Pills, yeah, hold, t- holding the antipsychotics that he's been totally taking this whole time. Hey, listen, buddy, take it from someone who knows it's not a good thing for you to not regularly take your meds. So, <laughs> I mean, at this point, Vamp, just just either either start the regiment or dump him down the drain. Like there is no wishy washy yeah, you know. with this, brother. And then, not going to help. Good old Dario Cueto loves to loves to interrogate people in bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. Well, not only is he hanging for, hanging out in front of mirrors, he also Gaga is hanging out in Dario's second office. Yeah. Uh, Dario, Dario dead naming like, yeah. to open. Ian Ian Hodgkinson. Oh, sorry, oh. you don't go by that name anymore. Yeah, uh, Vampiro. And so he's he's apologetic that you know of what happened last week with pentagon jr he's like hey my brother went too far but you know also he was asking for it right like you get that yeah well yeah that's okay apologetic for dario cueto is like mm-hmm. oh yeah uh that sucks anyway yeah listen buddy you know and he's basically <laughs> that's what you get. he's like hey i need you on commentary so don't go getting any thoughts is because if you try to come at me or my brother, you know, I can't, I can't be. Okay, okay. I that. wrote down a few direct quotes here because, because this was fucking insane from Dario. Dario just slips further into madness. So I think you might want to do something stupid right now, like bash my brains in and go, or go, or, and go looking for my brother. Go, oh, yeah. Go, he go says, looking for. He's yeah. he's here in the temple. In Everybody the knows this. But what also, I love that because he said some part of you, and then Vampir is like all parts of me. Yes, correct. Um, uh, you know, my brother went too far, but yeah. You know. Um, 
And then uh, so something about like, uh, if you lay a hand on my brother, you'll end up regretting it. Dario, you pay dudes to lay hands on your brother. What are you talking about? And then, and then Dario fucking says, you're very valuable to me. You're practically the boss of Lucha Underground. What does that mean? No, he's not. He's on commentary, Dario. You're the boss of Lucha <laughs> Underground. What is this mobster intimidation sweet talking shit? <laughs> Mar Dario very very trying to straddle the line between threatening and gassing up Vampiro. You're practically the boss of Lucha Underground. What does that mean? What does it mean? He's the color commentator. He's not even the lead commentator, Dario. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, Ian Vampiro Master, whatever you're calling what yourself. What the fuck? Is you know, don't make the same mistake Pentagon did. Yes. And then Vampiro, he sits in front of the mirror, he pops the cap, and he and he takes a couple antipsychotics. Congrats. He actually seemingly, took his feds. That's seemingly deciding that he will not fuck around and find out today. Today. Today being the operative today word, being I feel the like there is another shoe waiting to drop. Yeah, and then we go um, back to the world's most inept police station, which is a high oh, bar threshold. But my they God. Have, they have made it work here. In the universe of Lucha Underground, the cops aren't any more effective as they're in the office and apparently the detective, I guess the police chief doesn't really have much of a case on Dario at all. Uh, great. And the undercover cops have accomplished nothing. That was easy. So... Yeah, she congratulates Joey Ryan on getting on getting Dario back to the temple and Cortez Castro slash slash reyes is like, like you did nothing he did he, nothing to do that he didn't he didn't do anything Dario just like, showed up the chief's like anyway um and then joey talks about how he's ingratiated himself with dario and got him and they got himself in the trios tournament with cortez and mr cisco as yeah, joey ryan out here fucking parts. well okay also i want to point out the 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 police chief says, "I want you both on them tag team if you have to." She knows wrestling terms, great. Yeah, um, she said, "You, we really want you to pile drive, Dario." <laughs> <laughs> really, we, really, win, win the belt of justice, as it were. We need a real body slam of, on this case. <laughs> you know. Also, I have a question: How? Because because Joey Ryan here is is just Joey Ryan. How how long has Joey Ryan been a been a cop? I feel and, like we talked about this before as well. Of like, but, how, like yeah, but but before the last time we talked about yeah. it, I did not see in 2012 Joey Ryan belligerent little gut check loser. That's true. so like. Was he was he copping it up back then too? Was 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 there an underground? Was there a covert case he desperately needed to attend to in TNA as well? <laughs> Did he become a cop and then had to keep it going? Like was he originally a sleazy douchebag? And then I mean, it could explain why he was so belligerent about losing gut check, like. Like he's mm -hmm. like the chief was like, listen, listen, he's got fam, an undercover we gotta... case in the TNA. Yeah, well, that's what I'm oh saying. Oh my god, the, the they, chief, were the like, they were investigating the aces and eights. I was about to say we got we we we've heard rumors of a biker gang starting up. 
they took out Sting and they need to <laughs> real name Steve Borden. Uh yeah. So uh questions that will never be answered, probably for the best. Uh also I point I want to point out Joey Ryan uh references uh Cisco and and Reyes slash Cortez Castro corrects him to Mr. Mr. Cisco. Cisco. In a way that indicates there might be, I don't know, some BDS element to their longstanding black market breast milk ring. Like, he's like, nah, he's, he's got a title. You got to refer to him or else you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> also, also maybe he just they, respects his team's. He respects I don't his know, man. There was, haunted, there was a haunted look in, in Reyes's eyes. He goes, Mr. Cisco. Uh, he's made that mistake before, and he knows. Never again, sir. Um, also, fun fact, I, I I looked it up. Uh, Ricky Reyes is Cortez Castro's, like, current ring name. Uh, so yeah. that's neat. But, okay, the, the, the chief is just like, just do whatever you need to to get close to Dario. If that means winning the trio's tag titles, go for it. Fucking whatever. The, this I don't chief could not knows. give less of a shit about... She does not know what the fuck is happening in here. She does she not give so a singular dumb. shit about Lucha Libre, but is just like, I just fucking hate this guy. You're gonna get his ass, and that's the end of that. Bye-bye. And it's like, yeah, I bet these cops are really gonna bring down Dario Cueto. This oh, is... yeah. They've accomplished so much already. They've accomplished nothing. They didn't accomplish anything when Dario wasn't even in the building. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, how the fuck were they supposed? Yeah. What What were they doing faffing around the temple when Dario wasn't even fucking there? Um. And like, could they have? Could they have not like got brought Katrina in on this? I I guess she's a ghost. I guess she's a spooky, scary could, ghost. Could witch, they? Could they not have but... just gone looking for Dario once they realized he had fucked off from the temple? Cops but should be able to what do I, that. What I'm even saying is, like, did they not look through his office for anything? Because he just kind of ran no, off. There's so. no way he, like, it's not like, I doubt that Katrina touched anything. Could they not have done an investigation of his office while he's not there? I'm starting to think sending your cops in as, as, uh, uh, undercover pro wrestlers is not actually the smartest move. Uh, this, like, <laughs> Like they had like two matches and that they didn't do anything. And for the entire time that Daria wasn't in the temple and couldn't have stopped them. And Katrina probably wouldn't have stopped them if they, they could have probably been straight up with Katrina and she'd been like, okay, go yeah, ahead. I fucking hate Dario Cueto. I please God like, do anything. What is she, to like, kill what him. does she care about mortal legal processes? She's a ghost. She's a goddamn ghost. Like, I guess she's spooky and probably not the most approachable boss in the universe, but like Jesus Christ, help a guy. Did the chief, the chief could have gotten in touch with you. Did the chief not tell anybody on the inside what was going on? No, like I said, like I called this the world's most inept police station. Like these guys are fucking idiots. This, this is, this is so nothing. What is the plan? Okay, well, I'm sure now that Dario's back, they're going to do something really important and not just keep on wrestling and accomplish nothing else. Yep. Anyway, I'm okay. Sure. Uh, we uh, open on on a, a a band of luchadors, El Conjunta Nueva Ola, who they were it's going. It's amazing crazy. they avoided Katrina's wrath 
They're both a they're both NPC luchadors and a mariachi band. Oh shit! Oh shit! They survived the massacre. They were underground. Um, they were lucha underground. Uh, uh, not well, not the lucha underground because because uh, mm-hmm. otherwise they Katrina would have found their asses. Um, no, nah, they were fucking rocking. I might want to like actually look them up because they were they were jamming. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was fucking into it. Um. Uh, Matt Stryker welcomes us in, and he uh, he kicks us off with his catchphrase that he's totally been saying all season, which is "Let's lucha." Uh, yeah, uh huh. You had something with like Melissa taken away. Melissa Santos taken away, and then he just stick with that, bud. He but well, Melissa Santos taken, which he already tried to gaslight us into believing was his catchphrase the whole time. And now he just yeah, drops that's like a good line. But that's else. a good line. He should stick yeah. to it. Let's lucha. Oh yeah, that's such an upgrade. Thank, thank you, Striker. Um, Our first match is Evilise versus Cobra Moon, or an undefeated I, newcomer. Okay, she won one match. Calm no. the fuck down, please. <laughs> a match which I wrote. This match will cause so much AEW drama in like five years. Oh my fucking god. You're this right. Is Thunder Rosa versus Evilise five years before the night before the nightmare of AEW Dark. Wait, wait! Oh my fucking god! You're right. Which is funny because I did catch Cobra Moon looking like she was sandbagging Evilise at a few points. <laughs> my God! They've done it again. This is long-term <laughs> storytelling. She sandbagged Actually, Evilise on AEW because she sandbagged her on Lucha. Long-term <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> I'm so here for <laughs> Fucking, and, and, fucking, between our last Lucha Underground episode and the current one, I have freshly learned about the, the uh, uh, sexy star controversy that happened a few years back that I previously yeah. did not know about. Listen, uh, I wasn't going to talk about it until it happened in the timeline of this show. I wait, it happens not... in the timeline of the show? As in, like, when it all goes down? Yes. It happens oh, mid to late season three. Not on the show, obviously. It's no, I know. It happens at AAA. But, like, it, the, time, the show was airing season three when that happened. Oh, and So I wasn't going to bring it up until season three. Well, but I'm sorry yes. that I spoiled myself on it, but I, 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 yep. something popped up and I was like, oh, sexy star. Yeah. If there's someone who knows something about stiffing people in the ring, <laughs> it's sexy star. Oh, baby. Well, that hugely changed my entire opinion of her. Uh, that's so, why, that's, and that's why I didn't want to tell you yet. I'm sorry. Um, either way. Um, also, it is today I learned. Okay. Uh, today I learned that um, Cobra, the 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 co- the, the Cobra, the word Cobra in Cobra Moon's name is spelled with a K, which yes. um, after my uh, um, confusion with how Katrina spelled her name, I think that I think those two just switched letters. Um, like it was hey. some fucking like Sesame Street shit. Like K- Katrina came up to Cobra Moon and was like, "Hey, you want to buy a K?" Um, so. 
that was oh, neat. Speaking of Katrina and Ivelisse at the same time, I forgot oh. to mention this anecdote, but um, Katrina did a podcast while season two was airing that I listened to at the time. And she mentioned that her favorite person to do the lick of death on was Ivelisse. Like that was the least, like she thought that was the least sweaty and gross one to do was on Evil East. And they were temple mates. Uh, and they were temple mates. Yeah. But I just remembered that and forgot I hadn't mentioned it while they were That's actually feuding. So, yeah. The least sweaty and gross. Yeah, you you don't think about that, but she is licking some sweaty fucking boys after she is those matches. Licking, she is licking dudes who just wrestled for 15 Straight, minutes. straight salt taste right to her mouth. That poor mm -hmm. woman. Um, also, Vampiro says, because Ivelisse has, Ivelisse has some new drip, and it's very, like, spiky and metallic looking. And mm -hmm. uh, Vampiro says of her, um, uh, bro, Evie has a fresh new look, looks like, uh, looks like a knife. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna contest that and say, actually, she looks more like a cheese grater. Um, and then... Mm. Someone tries to say that Cobra Moon will have the speed advantage here, uh, and I'm gonna press X to doubt on Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Seen not. I've seen no, a Cobra like, Moon. Okay. Match. I thought this match was fine, especially because I think Cobra it Moon was back, fine. scaled back a little bit on everything has to be like a snake. Um, yeah. I think she she scaled back on that a little bit, but and she's still and kind of, it's she still kind of moves pretty slow and clunky in the ring, and so like the match wasn't that great. Ivelisse was better at covering it up, though, than Bengala was. Um, yeah, I think that was Ivelisse, the problem. Ivelisse did a good job at, at like, working with that. Um, I do think it helps because Ivelisse, I think, is slower than Bengala, so there's less for her to have to slow down to keep up. Yeah, that's her. true. She can be fast, but yeah, she but doesn't she is... work at that, like, crazy pace that Bengala does. Right, so her slowing down for Cobra is less noticeable than Bengala slowing down for Cobra. I would agree with that because Ivelisse does play as much a heavy hitter as she does a um mm -hmm. a cruiserweight. Um, Otherwise, the match was kind of te pretty technical because Cobra was focused yes. on like moves that are like grips. That's one of those like snake like qualities I actually like in her performance is a lot of moves that are like wrapping herself around Ivelisse like a snake. As yeah, she is motherfucking flexible. Yeah and she gets uh, a she all... gets a uh modified tarantula against yeah. Ivelisse, as striker called it um she like wraps her body around the ring post and then uh um like snares Ivelisse's arms uh which was pretty cool <laughs> yeah uh also there was a for i this is one of the few commentary notes i have is Matt Stryker and Vampiro actually taught me something today, and I didn't oh. know that was even possible. So oh. Cobra locks in a move that where she is like has it's it's kind of like a dragon sleeper, but kind of but it's in almost inverted where Ivelisse is like head head like face down head into her ar cobra's armpits as opposed okay. to like a dragon sleeper you're kind of face Which up is... in that position yep. yeah but she has her down and they and striker makes notice of the way that cobra is has her fit has her hands locked in the hole specifically her fingers are as hard if you're watching on youtube you're gonna watch me make these moves make these grips. Yeah. but she is she has her fingers interlocked 
And Stryker comments on that as an unusual uh, kind of technique, as opposed to an S-grip or a cable grip or a cable lock. Uh, for people who know what that is, is an S-grip is when you hold your hands like, you kind of like grip your hand, your fingers together in a way that's like an S, where each hand is kind of like an S. Yeah, the 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 and two then, hands uh, yeah. or uh, orientated um, uh, opposite, sideways, opposite his, uh, sideways, um, uh, vertically, and then you interlock the fingers. It's it's the yeah. fucking like if you're in a choir, it's how you fucking like it's it's the like <laughs> like choir singing. Yes, pose. and then a gable lock. I look this up. Is just straight up palm to palm grip on your okay. on your hands, like no finger interlock. shit. Yeah, and Stryker calls this out, and then Vampiro is like, "Why a gable lock? Why why gable lock?" And Stryker misunderstands his question, but in a way that we actually learn more, because he thinks Vampiro is asking why a gable lock as opposed to some other type of lock, and Stryker is like, "It's a firmer grip. It makes your fingers less vulnerable." And what Vampiro was trying to ask is why is it called a gable lock? Because he's oh. like, and I assume it's associated with the uh with Dan Gable. And Stryker's like, yeah, yeah, that's what that name is moved after. And Vampiro is like, Dan Gable, one of the greatest amateur wrestlers of all time, for those of you who don't know. Oh shit. I missed all of that from them. Yeah, that's I thought actually... that was like, what the fuck? This is educational. I didn't know they had it in them. <laughs> I this didn't like well. This well, is this like is the, the same. Gringo, it's like the Gringo, the Gringo shit. Once in a blue moon, they pull out something actually like smart and useful, and I'm like, and I'm like, why? What? How? How did you do this? You shouldn't. Yeah, be so able we to. had a, we had a fun little conversation about like grit, and, like in holds in wrestling, and like the way you grip your hands for better to make it harder for your opponent to break to like hurt you and break the grip. And the, with the, the weakness of having your fingers interlocked is in your fingers are like for front and foremost. And, the, and that can be tar and they can be targeted more easily as opposed yeah. to an S grip or a gable grip where that's harder to do. And also, if you think about it, if they get like fucking jostled against each other, that that's more <laughs> mm -hmm. likely to like fucking snap them or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, also, see, it's funny you got that because I got just a lot of really stupid commentary notes. Um, <laughs> I have. Um, Stryker says Ivalice is starting to get pissed off here. Vampiro replies with, Yeah, she's hot. Bonk. Um, nice. Uh, like, stop. Shut the fuck up with your stupid double entendres. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because then Stryker's like, Yeah, and she's angry too. And Vampiro's like, Yeah. They're like, bonk, God bonk. damn it. Fuck I would, I would, I think I would have let that go if he said, "Yeah, yeah, she's hot." I might have let yeah. that go. If we it, just if gotta Stryker let those. Make sure you understand that we were talking that that is separate. It's like, and she's angry. Nah. Like, fuck off. <laughs> nah, it's just the fact that Vampira said it. I had to, I had to bonk him. Um, uh, Matt Stryker goes from giving very smart technical explanations of different grips to saying such. <laughs> In-depth commentary lines is nice throw from Ivalice. Thank, thank, thank. Ex Excalibur, Matt Stryker, ain't. Um, and then from Vampiro, we got. So speaking of Cobra Moon, um, she's kind of bending in strange ways. Like, like there's no bones. I, I don't, I don't get it. Like a, like a snake, I guess. No, really, real, really. 
I love that part of Vampiro's. I love that part of Vampiro's character in Lucha Underground. He's that he's just kind of dumb. He's just kind of. He is a little stupid. bit stupid. Yes, he's just a little. Dumb. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, you're end of the match. End of the match. Evilise hits a code red, which is a sunset flip power bomb. Yes. Um, and gets the win with the roll up pin afterwards. And and this is where I noticed maybe a bit of sandbagging from Cobra Moon because because for for those unfamiliar, like sunset flip power bomb, you basically like grab your opponent. Um, uh, in such you basically a way like your opponent to... is like bent over. And then you jump like on, the, you like ride their back and then like flip them over. Flip, flip them over, slam them down and like you would a power them, bomb. Yeah. Um, and that is the most crooked landing to a um, to a code red I have ever seen. And I don't, I don't think that was Evilise's fault. Um, like I just saw like Evilise goes for the flip and just fucking it gets wonky in midair. And Evilise is able to correct it by the time they hit the mm-hmm. ground, which is insane. Um, but I was like, hmm, maybe this is some of the uh, some of the controversy coming out here. Uh, it's yikes. only gonna get worse on that one. Hey, uh, the, the prefiguring. And Evilise says, "I never want to go backstage. I never want to work that bitch again." Five years later. Um, yeah. But then after the match, we cut back and we get a vignette for Killshot. Okay. I have I've okay. got a I, I vaguely hyped up about this that like we'd get the Killshot backstory soon. I did yes. I talked about that before. And here we are. Kill shots and in my notes, American sniper ass backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and I checked the date or whatever the fuck that Crit- movie. <laughs> The, the book came out in 2012 and the Bradley Cooper movie came out in 2014, which means oh. they absolutely could have taken inspiration from American Sniper. Oh, a hundred percent. Killshot's backstory. A hundred percent. And along apparently he was fact, a- along with the fact that Killshot himself was a legitimate veteran in the military for like seven, eight years. Wait, really? Yeah. This is actually true. Yes, yes, it is. He he served from 2008 to 2015. That's legit. Wait, but Lucha Underground debuted in 2014. Was he still serving while working LU? He actually was wrestling for some of his time as a as an active service member. He, it's, he just, his Wikipedia fucking... his Wikipedia says he debuted in 2011 as a wrestler. Wait, holy sh! Wait, that's so wild. Swerve, what? Um. Also, I also thought of this while I was watching this episode. Is I kill shot when I drive. I kill shot. Oh, see, see, drive. see. I what I what I said is ah, he was a sniper. His his bullets sure didn't swerve. Eh. Ah. Um, ah. Um. But yeah. So he. So we get the kill. Let's let's call this what it is. We get the kill shot retcon. Um. And fucking. Uh. He he. We we see footage of him supposedly out in in Iraq. Yeah, so basically uh, he was in Iraq, and <laughs> and he was like his name is Killshot because he's just so good as a sniper, so and he's got thirty seven confirmed kills, all bad guys, or so they tell or so me. they tell me. And yeah, then, I was like, and then and then his story is at one point he became a POW. <laughs> 
And then he fought his way out of the camp. And, and we see a montage him. of him just killing Arab terrorist NPCs. We no, have upgraded. No. I will say, I will say, most of these men were wearing pretty full face coverings. So I'm choosing to admit that this is just roaming luchador NPCs, Arabic variants. I would have fucking died if they put luchador masks on. <laughs> I was hoping. But I, you know what? They had the fucking face coverings so close enough. Uh, <laughs> but now he just fucking murks a bunch of dudes like the biggest badass. But then he's like, and I and with my, with top tier CGI on on his gun firing, by the way, <laughs> I saw the little animations when he shoots the gun. It's they just imported a green screen effect from YouTube. There is, and they didn't even like integrate it into the rest of the editing. It was just fucking there. He did Hurricane Rana, dude, and I was yeah, like, oh, there's Oh uh, yeah. When I'm yeah. breaking out of a uh, out of a prisoner of war camp, my first instinct is to fucking hit a Rana on some guy. One of my dude. Anyway, fucking... the rest of his team never escaped. They are presumed dead. Yeah, and how did they like, get that footage of Swerve doing the escape? Do not think about that. Don't think oh. about that at all. And then <laughs> And then, and then he's like in Lucha Underground. I fight to forget. I fight because I can't. <laughs> and he's like, I hope someday my brothers come home. <laughs> he's holding out hope. So I'm, I'm so, waiting until yeah. we get the kill shot zombie army. Marching yeah. So kill shot. Yeah. So kill shot's backstory is officially that he was a former Navy SEAL who was a total fucking badass, but then his whole team got captured and he escaped as a POW, but you know, it's, but he's the rest of his team is presumed dead. And that's, uh, that's a hell of a, uh, an angle to introduce. And we will touch on more of that later. Um, and then in the most insane, uh, um, uh, um, uh, tone shift. Tone shift, Ow, cut- whiplash, my Ow, fucking no. neck. We cut to uh, Masquerita Sagrada backstage being goofy uh, ass in- fucking like upbeat peppy music. Yeah, because he's because he comes up to him is famous B who gives him his business card. And tells him and, to call it, and he call. He says to call four two three get fame, and four two three get fame pops up on the screen like in yes! a commercial. Ever, we're this is famous B's commercial. We're all just living in it. Yep, I'm I'm all here for famous B, like organizing the jobber squad under the four two three get fame umbrella. Please God, give it to me. And then we had a goat scene transition where yeah after yeah. he walked. He walks, he starts, he turns around and walks away from Masquerade Sagrada. The music changes, but we get a no-cut long shot of 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 um uh of uh, famous B walking out of the locker room as the Mac walks in to talk to Sexy Star, who is working out. And so we transition to a Mac to the Mac and Sexy Star. Who was the fucking cinematographer on Lucha Underground? This motherfucker is nuts. Uh, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but you can't say motherfucker isn't trying. I need, I need to like find this guy, um, or girl, you know, for all we know. Um, but yes, so, um, Dario, because Dario put 
Mac on a trios team with Mari Posa and Marty the Moth Martinez. Um, and, and, and Mac, Mac is like, can I have moral support from you, sexy? I sexy want you to come to ringside. No fucking way. There's, the, like, this is getting ridiculous. Are you in on it, Mac? What, why are you doing this? No, nah, and when she is reasonably like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> Mac is like, hey, one day they're going to pay for what they did to you. I just hope that you're there to collect. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, man? Brother, brother, exposure, like, uh, 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 radical exposure therapy. Does it, does it work? I don't think we got any fucking studies on that. Uh, please stop. Stop, Um, calm your ass down. Anyway, he does leave, and then Sexy Star starts working out again, but more aggressively if she has PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, I'm so I I love when PTSD makes me Hulk out while I'm working out and has no other negative effects on on me whatsoever. Lucha Underground, everyone in Lucha Underground, the intensity of their workout is entirely based on their emotional state. Like nothing Puma. else. I know Puma gets a little bit grumpy and all of a sudden he punches through an Just entire punches fucking through bags. Bag. Yeah, you know everyone. You know that's the way to get the hardest workouts in is is get really upset. <laughs> God, uh, we will have to we'll have to uh, um, pull our resident gym bros on that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, also the Riddler is on his way. Yada da 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 da. I mean, we do learn who the Riddler is. <laughs> yeah, it's just Dragon you know, Azteco. It's just Dragon Azteco Jr. He's the one who's paying the like, fucking story. Which, like, like, we shouldn't be surprised. I guess we've seen him. We saw him do shit like this. Uh, we saw him do graffiti last season, so I don't know mm-hmm. why they've made it a whole like little surprise. But I don't, wow. and I don't know why he's painting a Riddler logo on the temple sign. But okay. I can't, I, I can't wait to talk about that vignette. Um, but <laughs> next match is the Crew and Joey Ryan versus the Moths and the Mac. Uh, the moth, and the note I, I wrote: the most can they coexist match to ever coexist. <laughs> Can, can can the two trios teams coexist with each other in the ring as the as each individual trios team uh struggles to coexist amongst themselves on their own terms the the both, the, the meta the levels of coexist are over 9000 yeah cuz both trios teams are two guys that work two people that work well together with one guy who they are not on Good terms. And it's really funny because Stryker rightfully points out that Dario seems to get off on putting the other deeply fucked up trios teams. I mean, he will do it again in the next episode. Oh, we'll talk about that. Um, and 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 upon saying that, upon saying uh, Stryker saying that, Vampiro's like, yeah, Dario's fucking fucked up, and I hate him. Um, and yeah. and Stry- and Stryker responds with, "I did like this line." Unironically, Stryker says, "Whether or not Dario's sick or twisted has yet to be proven in a court of law." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. He, Dario has yet to be convicted of anything. The, mm-hmm. m- if only there were some people around here who could help move that process along. Anyway, um, here's Cortez Castro and Joey Ryan on TV. <laughs> Yeah, weird. Um, and then, uh, and then they're, they're talking. They're talking on commentary about the coexist of it all. And Vampiro's yes, Vampiro says twice. Yeah, I wonder if Cortez and Castro 
uh, are are going to be able to get along with Joey Ryan. <laughs> and Stryker's like, you fucking dumbass. He's like, he, well, Cortez and Castro are one person. I think you meant to say <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh my God, he's so stupid. I want to say, um, though, is, is that like, I'm not sure we should put our faith in Joey Ryan here because Joey Ryan has the vibes of the most on-the-take cop I have ever seen. <laughs> fucking real. He's just... He's just copping it up. Um, but but like he absolutely, there's no way that this dude does not take bribes. Oh, I'm just looking at him and I'm like, he is on the take that he, he is fucking, a- he opens up. I guarantee you, he opens up his fucking pants is like, yeah, drop the money right in there. Like he just wants <laughs> where to he drop put, where he puts the lollipops. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's actually a great storage compartment right up against his dick. Um, yeah gross God. um um yeah so the match is bait is built pretty well around like oh the two God. regular tag teams mostly ignoring they're not part the partner they don't like yeah real like a lot um, of it's the crew versus the moths is a huge part of the match it is but okay holy shit no i need to i did get a lot of match notes on this one i gotta give some of the rundown it's a really this fun was, match this was maybe the best match of the two episodes that we watched um yeah, i would so, um, like, off the bat, I remember in season one kind of being mid on the crew. I was like, these guys are just, like, here to fuck around and be goons, and they're not, they don't do much of anything. They're kind of fucking boring, and I don't care. Holy shit! They detached themselves from, like, gooning it up for, for, uh, 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 Chavo, Chavo. Or, or whoever and else. They, or, and Big, Big Rick. Rick and and all of a sudden... Mr. Cisco is going the fuck off. So, like, it, it starts with him and the Mac. And random, fu- okay, bunch of random things that happen. Um, at one point, Mac drives Mr. Cisco to the corner. Mr. Mr. Cisco stops, stops himself from running into the ring post. Uh, Mac runs at him. Mr. Cisco turns, back elbows Mac, uh, gets up to the top rope, and fucking jumps into an arm drag on Mac. That was crazy. Um, and 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 also great selling for Mac on that too, because uh he he gets hit with the back elbow and he like turns 180 to like reel from it, and he manages to like stay with his back turned to Cisco until just the right moment that he needs to like um turn back around to get caught in the arm drag. That was fucking incredible. Um Mac that's, that a, is, real, like, that's, that's a real tough skill to like like a lot like to be able to like have the timing for those dive moves to do them safely, but also make it look natural and not like you're standing there you're waiting to take the move. Waiting. It's not, that's not something that I care about. I know some wrestling fans have very strong opinions about standing oh. and waiting for dive moves. Uh, I don't ever. have that opinion, but I do appreciate when you do a really good job to not make it look like you're standing there. Yeah, it's like uh it's it's the same thing as when like dudes know exactly mm-hmm. the, the like rare case where motherfuckers know exactly how to sell the setup to the 619 where like mm-hmm. uh like Eddie Guerrero was able to do this where Ray would throw him into the rope uh and then like Eddie would do this thing where he'd reel and he'd start to get up right as Ray was coming around to kick him. Uh and it mm-hmm. looks incredible. Like that is the best the 619 ever looks. Um just like yeah when people are able to pull that off fucking tremendous um mac is like all right that's cute let me give it a try so he he at one point goes to the corner uh 
does a fucking like holds a handstand on top of the ring post, which is nuts. Uh, and then like fucking flips back into arm dragging Cisco. That was crazy. Um, uh, Ron Funches is here in the audience. Neat. Um, that checks out. Yeah, because you know some of the, some of the SoCal people you know, that are big wrestling nerds did pop up and Luch did like watch Luch Underground. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if we've seen it or I just mentioned it, but I'm pretty sure Danny Trejo is in the crowd of Lucha Underground at some point. Really? I don't think we've seen that yet. You might have mentioned I'm, it, but I, I can't remember. I feel super, I feel super confident that that happened, that at one point we can, Danny Trejo was in the crowd. That's fair. Um, also, um, fucking, uh, top rope Hurricane Rana from Cisco too. That was crazy. Uh, it leads to that. Now this is where we get to the part of the match you're talking about. Joey Ryan and Mari Posa tag themselves in. Uh, Mari Posa tossed around Joey. I did. I did. I, I did love um uh the point in the match where like um I think it was Cisco who tries to hot tag to Cortez and Joey Ryan but gets his arm out in front of Cortez Castro and gets to tag himself. Oh, like, they're they're bigly that. doing like Joey Ryan absolute egomaniac uh, mm. uh, angle here. Yeah, we didn't which... talk about it, but like the crew is coming out to their entrance, and Joey Ryan runs out in front of them to pose. Totally which is a funny. We, we get a funny reflection of that later uh, in the next episode. Um, but uh. Mariposa then uh, tags in Marty, who just immediately gets fucking drop kicked by Joey Ryan. Um, Cortez Castro tags in. He and Cisco do a great dr- double team where um, Cortez Castro gets uh, uh, Marty down in the corner, and fucking Cisco runs the ropes. And with perfect timing, Cortez Castro gets out of the way as Mister Cisco fucking drop kicks. Um, uh, like, yeah, you keep in mind, Marty is, like, sitting down in the corner. Fucking Cortez Castro runs at him, drop kicks him, and then as, like, follows through on the drop kick, sliding through the bottom rope. What the f- And lands on the his feet cleanest, on the floor in the bottom. What the you know, fuck? Striker Cisco. The cleanest shave you'll ever get is how Striker put that. Cisco, what the fuck? How you can do this shit? What? Um... So Mr. Cisco's fucking going crazy. Um, he at one point uh is back in the ring, goes for a springboard, but gets get, just gets kicked right in the face by Mari Posa before he's able to launch. Woof. Um, and Mac is meanwhile being totally shut out of this match from the moth siblings. Mac um, tries to do a suicide dive and Mari Posa gets in his way. I know. It's Stop so him. they 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 Dario's just here watching like, yes, have dysfunction. And the um, match and the match kind of hits its end where Marty, where Marty is wrestling. Mac chops him in the chest. To yes. Get a tag. And then he's like, they start chopping. Wait, each wait, other. wait. I want to, I want to point out one spot before we do this. Cause this was, this was fucking crazy. So the Mac tags himself in against Joey Ryan hits a Samoan drop on Joey Ryan kips up and then moon salts from standing um and then like gets everybody to the outside and he fucking like does a flip over the top rope onto mm-hmm. everybody below that was yeah. that was crazy and then and then yeah the uh, uh Mac and Marty start 
tagging each other in that. Yeah, they start tagging each other. That's what Stryker says. Makes sense. Okay, that's a good joke. Uh, well, they start- I think uh, Marty Elias or whoever was refing was counting them as tags, too, is the funny part. Mm-hmm. They were actually the- tagging each other with the chops. They do the chops, but in the end, Mart uh the Mac hits a stunner on Marty, who well, then gets well, and, and keep in mind, Marty is um M- Marty fucking is, is, is uh he hits Matt, Marty, he chops Mac Marty's again, tagging legal. himself in, making himself legal, yeah. and then Mac hits the stunner on him. It's a stunner, and then the crew hit the drive-by, and then Joey Ryan, who is legal for that team, just runs in and pins Marty and claims the win. I know. And he's like, yes, this was all me. I did it. I did it. Starts aggressively celebrating the ring. Um, It was a great fucking match, though. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Mac especially going crazy, which I'm all here for. Then after Um, the match, Mari Posa attacks the Mac. And then, but then in runs Sexy Star for the save. And, but for a minute, it looks like she is too overcome with a PTSD to help again. But then she just screams through it. And then she takes the attack to Mariposa. Yeah, Mac was right. All she did need was exposure therapy. Fuck you. All she needed to do was, was like run in a couple of times. And there we go. Okay. I guess that's how you solve all PTSD. I don't. Don't don't think about it too hard. Listen, this is about is Sexy Star getting to physically fight her attackers and abusers. Do not put too much thought into the like the process. The of horrifying mental health implications. Don't don't think too hard about that. This is wrestling where everything is solved in the ring, including mental health issues. The answer is it's fine. Then on the roof is El Dragon Azteca. And in comes Rey Mysterio in his Batman mask. I know that was that was that mask was going fucking crazy. His mask was just shaped like the Batman cowl. Like that's just, just what it was. Real. Fucking real. I mean, hey, he, he's a comic book guy. Let him have his. He fun. is. We'll get to that next episode. Oh. Um, well, because his outfit in the next episode is so obvious. Even Striker made references to it. I missed um, it, so you'll have to point it out. Okay. First. Well, Ray in his Batman mask is like, oh, okay. Again, Matanza kicked your ass last week. I don't. And, which I don't think I've ever heard Ray Mysterio swear before. That I had to like rewind. I was like, wait, what did what did he say? Yeah, but he basically is like, dude, you can't fight. Be fighting for revenge. You need to fight for honor and for pride. You know. You, you are trying to bring pride to this tribe, to our mm-hmm. tribe. You can't you can't just be going off on a vengeance quest. It'll never go good for you. You know, classics. Instead, classic. bragging, instead get bragging rights for our ancient Aztec tribe. You know, you know classic classic hero narrative stuff of yeah, like of vengeance. Course, of course. Vengeance is the dart is the way it will net will not sat, be satisfying. You know, you got to do it the right way. Blah blah blah. But and he has decided to help Dragon Azteca on this path by getting them entered into the trios tag team tournament with their partner prince puma and yes. he comes out and he's like hey chat you know and guess who our partner is and puma comes out and then puma speaks he says me what the fuck he can talk 
He can no. talk. He can talk. He can talk. Well, I, I can sing. Fuck. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you saying? That yeah, literally, what the fuck are you saying? Um, and then uh so Ray says something that I don't know if he has mentioned before. I discovered Puma fighting on the streets. You did? Um, just like El Dragon Azteca found you. He did? I thought Azteca Jr. was just his son. He's he's no. not? He's just a fucking mentee? Yeah, no, it's just mentor-mentee. Like, it, we're past... The, the, the mask is being passed down in a non-familial relationship. But I thought it was implied that... Okay, so I guess uh, Puma and El Dragon is like, we're just dudes on the fucking street until... You know. Ro- roaming, a couple roaming luchadors were like, I like the cut of your In this gym. case, Ray, Conan... And uh, El Dragon Azteca Senior. Yes. Um, but then, and then, yeah, Puma talks. This ties into what I was. I mean, so this ties into hard. what I was talking about of how he doesn't sound like a kid from from um, the street from Boyle Heights. He sounds yeah, like when, a guy you know, from Kentucky. Yeah, when know? he said me, it was fine. But then he says more than one word at a time, and it's like, oh, he's trying so hard to cover that Kentucky accent failing yeah. so miserably. And it's not working. I know you're Ricochet. From it's Kentucky. okay, Ricochet. But they just stand on the roof looking pensively into the night. It was a fucking epic pre-tape, though. That was that yep. shot of them, all of the three of them on the roof was sick as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. That was cool as yep. hell. So the dream team of baby faces is here, I guess, because El Dragon Azteca and Rey Mysterio haven't been here long enough for Dario to have a good idea how to make their team fucked up. So I know. Like, what if we were a team with Puma? And he's like, fine, I guess. Well, I probably, work. I probably, probably also like Ray has enough clout that he's able, that Dario's able to like be like, oh yeah, sure, I guess you can actually have a functioning tag team because I think you're cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yes, um, and then our main event, I'm sure Phoenix will be. Fine. There are there's seven only like there's there's seven minutes left in the episode. It'll be great. With easy squash for Phoenix against Matanza, right? Yeah, I think Phoenix gets in like three moves tops. Oh my god. Um, Matanza Stryker, whoops his ass. Uh, Striker uh talks about um how before the match was like before they started filming um. Dario whispered something in Matanza's ear in Spanish, uh, and he asks Vampiro if he can uh, if he can translate. Which does Stryker not s- just speak Spanish at all? I don't think, um, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, Phoenix. Uh, all right, match starts. No Phoenix runs anim- at Matanza. No oh, animo chants were enough. The animo oh chants were not enough. Yeah, they they were talking real hard about the animo chants. St- Vampiro said to say the animo chance is like to cuss on TV, which I don't understand. That doesn't sound right. I I don't fucking know. Because it means let's go or whatever, but I don't know. Maybe it's like let's fucking go or something. Who I don't goddamn know. Vampiro just says shit. Don't don't pay it any mind. Animo is uh, is in you know in um in uh the most literal terms, cheer up. Yeah. you know, so I don't, I don't know where that come, where that idea comes from, but I feel like that's not right. Vampiro just says shit. Um, so Phoenix runs at Matanza, 
Uh, Matanza just fucking, like, blocks him, and Phoenix rebounds off and takes a nasty back bump. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Matanza's like, oh, you like that bump? Let me give you more. And then just starts just tossing Phoenix the fuck around. Phoenix staggers Matanza a couple of times, but I yeah. don't think Matanza ever leaves his he falls to the ground. Not remotely. And Dario's just on the side of, of the um on the on the side of the ring, uh encouraging Matanza to, to, to make uh to yelling in Spanish for Matanza to make Ray bleed essentially. The most interesting thing he says is remember mom, remember mother. Yes, uh, again. Which freaks out commentary because they didn't get the back, they didn't get the vignette where Dario talks about about Matanza murdering his mother. Yeah. Uh, Once again, uh, bring legitimacy to the the Lucha Underground roster's uh, penchant for for, uh, gaining extra power from deep traumatic past personal events he even uh, has the symbol he has a key yeah dario hawking him out with the mommy issues as you do and yeah just he just chanting for blood dario cueto is just a hardcore fan with a little extra money fuck you yeah so matanza whoops his ass i mean he hits him with the tour of the islands Striker uh, on commentary uh, asks, um, yes, which I do. I do like that the 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 consistency and like the uh, the syntax of the name mm-hmm. of Jeff Cobb's finisher, the blank of the blank. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do. I do appreciate that. Um, during like as this match is is speeding along, um, Striker mentions you know how last week uh, uh, Matanza fucking hospitalized Penta. And he asks Vampiro about that. And Vampiro is now back to denying his connection with Penta. He's like, I don't know anything about that. Oh my fucking God, we saw you right off in the ambulance. Stop it. Um, also, the crowd can't decide if they love or hate Matanza as he absolutely demolished. As he absolutely, like, picks Ray, uh, Ray Phoenix. Oh no. Oh no, it. we like the violence, but not, but it's against a guy we like. Oh no, uh, what do we do? Yeah. Sick fucking bastards. Um, Mar- so so yes, we end with the 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 wrath of the islands or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever he said. Yeah. The tour um, of the gods. Um, tour of the gods. That's right. That's, that's and then right. with the Matanza wins, and then he starts trying to attack Ray again. But uh oh, Katrina is no, at the top no, no, of no, the no, 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 no. Before that, this was so funny. He's so he he starts beating down on Phoenix after the match, and Marty Elias, who's refing, is yelling at Dario to make this shit stop. And and Dario goes, "Don't stop! Don't stop! I fire you. This is your last day on the job. If you stop, I'll fire you. Too. I will fire your whole ass if you make this stop." This is pretty great. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, Katrina comes to the top of the stay to the stairs, holds up the rock. And then, ba-bam, Mil Muertes with the, with the save. Uh, Mil Muertes with the save, and the crowd is, just starts cheering for him because they have the memories of it, Goldfish, I suppose. It's a face turn, sort of, kind of. I mean, not really, but, not you know. Not really. He, he, helped, he helped Phoenix. The enemy of my enemy. Yep. You know, Stryker was like, "Is he? Is he had to turn a new leaf with Phoenix, or is or is he just in pursuit of gold?" 
And I think next episode will confirm it's just a pursuit of gold, really. It's just the gold. He doesn't give a shit. But at least he doesn't actively beat up on Phoenix more. That was nice. Yeah, he just le- he just leaves at that. He's like, I've had my fun with you. I'm I'm good. Um, and then uh, we fade out literally. Fucking as Vampiro is doing his closing announcements, the sound like starts fading out on him prematurely. Which like, pr- guys, production. I. I get it. I get sick of him too, but like, c- c- come on, you gotta, you gotta hold up all your stand. <laughs> we do, we do have a show to do here. Yes. Um. Then we cut into episode twelve, which opens with Johnny Mundo, Taya, and Brian Cage in Dario's office, and you can guess where this goes. Yes. Um. Now I will say this vignette is honestly hilarious. Um. It is. It starts with the fact that we pan to Dario's desk, and I'm sure, and this isn't the first time we've seen it, but it kills me every time, is that his name plaque says, I'm kind I'm of a, big, of a deal. big deal. Yeah, I, I feel like we've, we had to have seen it before. This is my first yeah. time really clocking it, and I was like, didn't it used to say Dario Cueto? When did he get a new one? I, I want to believe What What is this that. Michael Scott ass shit on his desk? The Lucha Underground, The Office. Um, yeah, but, but he's he's like you know trios tournament. I only want the best, and and Johnny immediately guesses wait, what this is wait, about. Wait, no, 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 no. The first thing he says is, "Can I trust the three of you to behave?" I just got the window fixed. Which wait, <laughs> has the window been broken this whole time? I thought it, I thought it was repaired by now. Katrina fucking fixed it. Did she fix it? I don't even remember. We definitely did not see a broken window just chilling there in previous episodes. Dario did not I... just get this fixed. Get stop stop lying. Stop it. Yeah. He hypes up Trio's tournament. Johnny's like, ah, right, let me guess. You want us to be a team together? And yes. and then Cade's like, I got an idea. Why don't you give me a match with Mundo tonight? And Dario's like, no, no, I like my idea better. Yeah, Dario says no heart emoji to Cage. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he, he talks up Cage and Mundo, and then he's like, and Taya, who I don't think we've, we've met. I am Dario Cueto. And, I know. And she goes, I know. And he's like, mm. Mm. okay. Doesn't do <laughs> But, okay, he, Cage is like, you know, whatever, you know, I, with or without him, I'll win this tournament. Cause I'm a man and he's like, you're a you're a I'm not a man. He's like, you're yeah, you're a machine. Yeah, we know. I know the Dario's just throwing all the disrespect on cage between this and saying, no, nah, I like my idea better. Fuck. You. And then cage walks out and Johnny Mundo goes in. Dario goes, shut the fuck up. Just, just win up, bitch. Uh, you're not cool. Don't stop. Stop acting like you're cool. Um, but what did crack me up was Dario flat out admitting during this promo that he's just trying to ca- like recapture the magic of Menage a Trois brutality from last year. It's he's like, like I mean, the ba- I mean, last year the fucked up team won, so I guess we need all the fucked up teams. Yeah, he's uh, he's just trying to like recapture the. Uh, oh yeah, At famously, um, just trying to duplicate. Uh, the original in a sequel without any thought to what made it work in the first place. That's 
some top he's top trying tier. to men in black to the trios tournament it's basically just an endless series of callbacks okay shut up i get it don't save it for your vlog of your blog well, i think this trios tournament is better than men in black too so i think it's hey hey yo um, um and then uh we open the episode proper uh conjunta nueva ola is back i'm sure this is all part of the same filming block. oh you said this is part of the same filming yeah there's like they're gonna film like they film like six episodes in this block uh based so, a lot more conjunta Hueva, uh, they're gonna be nueva here for ola. a while yeah buddy um we our first match is our henna's versus kill shot which matt striker says it has been months since we saw uh, our Hennis in the ring. No, no. He was, he was in for, Aztec he was warfare. In Aztec warfare. And then in the same breath, striker says that he was in Aztec warfare. What the fuck do you mean? Mom? It's like, he only remembered in, he's like, he only remembered in the right then and there. That, oh yeah. He was in Aztec warfare. Um, but yes, he's up against Killshot. Oh no. Oh God. Oh geez. He's I going mean, to die. The match is what it was. I think. Yeah. Um Striker comments on Killshot cuz Killshot is now after uh his backstory that he's totally had all along. All of a sudden is now coming to the ring in like fucking military camo um and dog tags and Striker comments on on this and asks Vampiro as a man of style what it might do for Killshot's in-ring work. I have so many questions. Um I don't want any of them answered the match starts and fucking kill shot just goes to work just striking the shit out of our hennis uh vampiro says you could uh, they could i think they felt that one in detroit can confirm hey um, you know, there was a random day you in 2015 that, that i just uh, there's a random day in 2015 where i just stopped and i was like i sense a disturbance in the force um ah, uh, and then also yeah, I, looked so, it up, I looked it up and wanted to see if i could give striker the benefit of the doubt like as if they taped aztec warfare really far apart from um this episode yeah, and no, do they, a split like that they taped aztec warfare the day before so really no. yeah, this episode airs obviously it airs like what three weeks after aztec warfare yeah and this episode was taped a day before aztec warfare a day so, before yeah a day after i mean it's okay sorry it's a the day after aztec warfare so what the fuck are you on about striker honestly if it had taped the day before that would have actually Maybe made sense, made sense yeah. um mm. but but yeah so um uh commentary is why so they're hyping up Killshot's new vibe now that he's revealed his military allegiance and like he's moving in a more military way now, which I don't entirely know. I don't, what that means, I don't see. I don't see. He got a new like, energy at the very least, but like, why did he only just now decide to let his military background in. inspired him? Why didn't? He, why not previously? He, he decided to open up about his military drama. Decided. He's, yeah. You know, he was keeping I guess. in one. I guess, like there, I guess you can make explanations, but this is this is just a retcon. Come on, guys. Um, uh, but okay, so he was just gun guy in season. He's, he one. was just gun guy. Uh, he drives Arhenis to the outside and does kind of the Swerve Strickland, like the fingers up to his temple, like a gun. Vampiro asks, "Why is he pointing a gun in his head?" And Striker says, "Maybe he's thinking a new caliber of thoughts." Oh my yeah. god. 
I kill um, shot when I drive. I kill shot when I drive. <laughs> Later on in the match, Stryker uh, says that Killshot might want to cover his six. Which, oh God, Stryker's just going to start using military terms all the time with Killshot. Yes. Then after I wrote that note, he fucking says, looks like our Hennis might be suffering from PTSD here. Fuck God off. damn it, Stryker. Too real. Bro, imagine if Prince Nana managed Killshot. <laughs> he's also he's also in like a mask and military script. Can he be, can he, can Prince Nana be, um, the former, like, commanding officer of oh, Killshot? Oh, shit! He comes back! It all makes sense now! That'd be fucking crazy! Um, but yes, as, as one might predict, Killshot fucking kills Arhenes, and yada da 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 he's a military. Top rope stomp and, like, a package pop yeah, driver the top, coming, the top and rope you're stomp. done. The, the kill stomp. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, after that, that, we go backstage, and El Dragon Azteca Jr. has got some shit to say to Black Lotus. He's yes. like, "Why? how could you betray our master? And she's like, I haven't, man. He had me in a cage. Of course, I is he would kill me if I didn't pretend that I was on his side. And I would have believed that until he was like, who killed our master? And she's like, the monster. Yep. Uh, yeah, Black Me, Lotus. When I lie, playing, <laughs> I'm playing both sides, so that way I always come out on top. So she's lying about her killing El Dragon Azteca Senior. That's not concerning at all. I'm sure that's not going to come back. That's not going to come back around. Fine, it's fine. And then uh, Dario's in his office, though. He's got one of the hottest free agents in Mexico, Daga. Who? Yeah, Daga, man. He's uh he's uh, reasonably he was a reason reasonably uh deep big name in Mexico. Um yeah, former uh lat a triple A Latin American champion and former world cruiserweight champion. Um I I I admit I don't really care for him. I think he's really boring. Um, yeah. And so oh, yeah. I don't have great. The thing I I most know him for the stuff he does eventually on this show, and okay. for being married to Tessa Blanchard. Really? That's all I got. Really? Yeah. He's that's okay. He's, that's fun. He's he stood with her through the racism and bullying controversy. And then they broke up. Really? Oh, no. What a happy ending for all. Anyway, I think Daga is super boring. And so he's like, Daria was like, hey, you know what these things are on my desk? Because he's got the seven medallions. And he's like, and Daga's like, looks like gold coins to me. Yeah. And Dario's like, like, what the fuck? You asked Dario what you, you, it was an open-ended question. Don't get mad if someone gets it wrong. This is the medallion. Yes. He he explains the concept of the gift of the gods to Daga. And he's like, I've heard a lot of good things, but I need to see it for myself. So tonight you're going to face the most dangerous cold blooded man I've ever known without the name Cueto. Yes. Uh, That was cute. Tejano. And Daga's response is, well, that's only because you not you don't know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And uh, 
And here the we go. Hano, We're jumping right into it. Hano versus Daga. The most I don't give a shit match in, in a long time in Lucha Underground. <laughs> I, man, I get that Tahano's a big deal. I just, I am incapable of giving a shit about him. And I don't know why. Something about him is just so fucking boring to me. Okay, sometimes I like him. Rarely. Yeah. With Daga, I like him. Never. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this was, this, this is a lot. I was, I was expecting Daga to impress me. He did not. Um, uh, Vampiro says of Daga, as crazy as it sounds, he's adopted the style of a Japanese wrestling guy. Which, first of all, lol, nice use of your words. Second of all, uh, no, that's not crazy for luchadors to do that. Uh, hey, hey, Vampiro. A lot of, luch- Vampiro. A lot of luchadors have trained in Mexico, Japan. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Vampiro. Pentagon does that. Does that. Fennecon is one of those guys. Your own dude. Yeah. What the fuck a are lot, you talking about? Like a lot of of Japanese wrestlers get work slash training in Japan. Yeah, and like a lot of them. Lij. You know? Yeah. Like goddamn. Okay. Uh, also, it was today that I learned uh, in you know uh, it, it's in in the I don't give a shit about the Hano category. The, the heartbreaking news that Tahano is, or at least was, the longest reigning AAA mega champ in history. Um, how? I gotta confirm that. Hold on. That's what they said. I don't fucking... think they were fucking lying. Maybe he's All not right, anymore in the, a decade later. The AAA mega champ. This is, uh, this is, this, I gotta know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... was, I didn't want to. I mean, all right. I mean, V Kingo's been champion for almost three years now, so that might we will see. Wait, really? I thought he yeah, only he... won it last year. Uh, he won it in twenty twenty one, my man. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, V Kingo. Tejano might... has been passed twice as the seven hundred thirty five. Kenny Omega had oh, seven sixty five with half the defenses. That's incredible. And then uh, Vikingo has had 13 defenses in 790 days. That's crazy. Wait, what the shit? I guess I guess fucking AAA doesn't get together all that much, but holy hell. Tejano, gotta give it up to him. He fucking beat Kenny Omega's ass for defenses. Jesus Christ, these motherfuckers do not hold the belt for long. They Most of these are single defense runs. What the shit? Yeah, it's my and and the one and then you got these long ones where like Phoenix was champion for a year and defended it twice. <laughs> yeah, what the shit? It's my understanding is that Conan, who is the booker of AAA. Oh, our favorite my, guy. My understanding is that AAA, like in terms of what draws, like hair versus Lucha de Apuestas draws more than championship matches do. And so they book the cards around those and like AAA is willing to kind of like not care about the defense of their titles as long as they get in on dudes who will work American Indies with the belt on. Like they don't that like guys like Phoenix and Kenny Omega having the belt for a year or Jeff Jarrett being a two time mega champion. Wait, is what jeff jarrett has won the belt twice wait also to well okay 
so Tahano's like a Tahano's like a Mexican dude. Is like a Mexican dude. You know? Tahano fucking has he he doesn't have the longest single reign anymore, but he does have the longest combined reign of almost of most eleven hundred days. Also, the also El Messias there, the four time that you're looking, David, the four yeah. time champion. That's that's Mil Muertes. That's El Messias. Really? Muertes. Oh my God, he doesn't wear a mask. I feel dirty. Yeah, but anyway, as I was saying, is they look at these uh, dudes who wrestle a lot outside of America and ha- holding on to their world title and see that as kind of just like advertising for AAA. They see like okay. guys like FTR having their tag belts and Kenny Omega having their singles belt is just a way to get American viewers to watch AAA. So they don't give a shit about these guys appearing on AAA all the time and defending the belt constantly. How the fuck do you fuck. book Luchas de Apuestas that often? I feel like that loses its magic if you're doing it on a regular basis. I mean, you can always grow your hair back or become some bullshit about how you have a different mask now. You know. You know, you sure. know how it goes. You can always bullshit some way. Carney some bullshit some way how that works. Fucking hate Conan, dude. Okay. But now, main, event, uh, main events in AAA are always going to be like if between between like a Lucha de Apuestas and a title match, like Lucha's Lucha de Apuestas is main eventing. Like that's the draw match. We don't give a shit about another stuff. Belts, who cares? Belts are fake, bro. Yeah, <laughs> belts are fake. The heat's real. I can I can hear Conan in my head saying that exact quote. Fuck off. And I guarantee you, now fucking like most of uh of, of Vikingo's defenses have been on AEW. I fucking guarantee you. I don't he doesn't have a list here, but he is him and Tahano are the only people who have had five successful defenses in one title reign. Uh no, Kenny did too. Cause I think because I don't think Oh no! Sorry, I forgot. Kenny had five. Yeah, because that. because this list isn't counting unsuccessful defenses as defenses. That's why motherfuckers have zero defenses listed. El Messias, uh, El Mil, Mr. Mil Muertes, has held the belt four times and has. Uh, let me count here: three successful defenses. <laughs> When your when your number of title reigns is ratioing your successful defenses, not a good time. I'll tell you that <laughs> you are averaging less than one successful title defense per reign. What the shit, dude? Uh, Je- Jared has that shit too. Two reigns and one successful defense. Fuck off. My world. <laughs> oh. My God! Oh no! Wait! No zero! Wait! Jeff? Je- no. Okay, one. No, never no, mind. He, he has one. one. He has one. Never mind. One. He had one in one, one reign. In- he had in his, his other reign. He had one. Okay. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vikingo has like thirteen. Anyway, Tahano versus Dago. Oh yeah, we were talking. We were anything to not talk about this match. Uh yeah. The Tahano hits the sit out powerbomb for the win. Fuck you. I did. You're not getting a win. I did get. I did fun. get like one i i got like uh, a couple little things so there there is a funny spot where tahano like crotches daga on the top rope and then like fixes daga's hair a little bit Aww. um i 
Stryker is getting excited about a spot, and I swear to God, I hear him speak Spanish. What, what do do you or do you not, sir? Um, I feel like he knows phrases, sure, that are related to wrestling. Um, Daga, and that's it. Daga's just throwing around Tejano on the outside and then rolling in and out of the ring to reset the count a bunch. That's funny. Um, and then, yeah, damn, set up power bump for the whim. I guess Daga isn't that hot shit after all. Yeah, I thought that. I thought. Nah, that's the, that's the second guy this season they've debuted in a loss. That's so crazy. Him and them and him and PJ. Black. I know. Subvert those expectations. But anyway, Tahano is the first medallion holder as the chase for the gift of the gods title is back. It's back on, baby. Hopefully, we get more exciting competitors than Tahano. Backstage. Mil Muertes is praying to who we don't know because I thought he kind of just worshipped Katrina, but I don't know. Um, he's praying. Katrina pops in as like the disciples wish to beg for your forgiveness. Yeah, the DOG. She, I mean, this is hilarious to me if she raises the rock and then the lightning shoots up out of the ground buzz, and buzz. the disciples rise are, up. Are you, aren't they supposed to be drawing their powers from like electrical outlets or whatever nearby what is happening um yeah why were they in the ground buzz buzz like yeah yeah did were they just like fucking warming on their stomachs along with kadrina uh to like hide from the camera i got questions great point this was funny though because they're like they wish to beg for your forgiveness and here is the following chain of events in order completely um the disciples get down on one knee and kneel before Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes turns around. He says, rise. They rise. And then Katrina tells them to leave. Yeah. He's he's like, she's like, yeah, okay, good enough. You guys, you guys are good to go. Thanks. Thanks. Get the fuck out. Sure I don't... For the day. But anyway, she mentions they have got their way into the trios tournament. Finally, one of the few real teams in here. And, I, and it's the one I it's week. the one I like want to see lose the most first round. Like, please God, just fucking die already. Anyway, she's like, next week, you know, it's all coming together. But uh, you know, she she warns that next week you know, is that Matanza is more devastating than any foe you've faced yet. Might even be more devastating than the earthquake that made you. And this triggers Mil Muertes, who just starts... His face face kind of looks like he's constipated. Maybe he needs to see a doctor. Can can zombies see doctors? Can zombies zombies have fecal tract problems is this is this a that's common? an interesting question thank you thank you I, I i pride myself on those um i think there's a i think we gotta really dig into this I, but yeah so this segment was weird but i think it was it felt like it didn't it tried to do two different things and did neither thing yeah i know please god but just... it was really but it was really funny that he was that she was like he might even be worse than the earthquake and he and he just goes into a fit of rage at the thought of, of the earthquake he's watching mil muertes watches golden era wwf and every time and just screams just screams every time the earthquake comes on 
He wasn't made in an earthquake. He's just a mortal enemy of the wrestler. No. Oh, God. No, no, get it out of here. Fuck, we went too far. Um, so, yes. Uh, time. It's time for the main event. Um, Rey Mysterio and Dragon Azteca and Puma enter through the crowd. Is Rey doing Daredevil? Question mark? Flash. Flash. Oh, Flash. Oh, well, fuck. Um, he, which Stryker says something in a flash, and then he at one point he's like faster than Barry Allen. Oh damn, I miss both oh, of those. Barry Jesus. Um, yeah. Oh god, that's bad. Um, Puma comes out wearing his Puma head, and Dragon Azteca similarly comes out wearing like I don't know a fucking like paper mache dragon head. Um, which I was like, ah, he's 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 a scaly. Um, but a pair according to Vampiro. This is actually like it's never a great derived time, from. But here's the thing: because of shit like the Gringo thing, I don't know. But so according to Vampiro, uh, this is actually traditional like Aztec garb, which I don't know. Which I mean, I guess. I mean, this is made. I mean, we're in in, in made up show lore about Aztec traditions, yeah. so you know, I guess it can be legit. But also, maybe there's art of such things. I don't fucking know. I don't. Whatever. Um. All right. Oh, and so the reflection of what we got. So the very first match, uh, trios match. Uh, Joey Ryan comes out with the crew. The crew are just kind of walking out doing their thing. Joey Ryan like brushes past them and poses. Um. Cage, Taya, and Johnny are coming out. Kit, Johnny and Taya stop to pose, and Cage just fucking walks through them like, get the fuck out of my get way. Get that fuck out of my It's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, yeah. we, we open with Cage versus Dragon Azteca. Um, I didn't take many notes on, on this first matchup. Um, oh, I also didn't. Cage, no, I, I, I got, so... I, I, on the match as a whole, but like on this specific matchup to start, what I did get oh, is okay. Cage drives Dragon Azteca into the corner, grabs his leg. Dragon Azteca goes, you forgot about my other leg, dumbass, and kicks him in the head. Um, we nice. eventually transition into Puma versus Johnny Mundo. A, uh, the chain wrestling. These motherfuckers are just flipping over and around each other, dodging all of each other's attacks. Um, uh, Puma tries to run the ropes. Taya trip, trips him and tags herself in. Um, Stryker refers to Taya as the lead singer of Gem and the Holograms. Okay, that's actually kind of cute. Um, hey, and then ho. it's just take turns. Like, everybody dick down on Puma on this team. So Taya tries to fuck with Puma. Puma says no. So then Taya, uh, so then Cade tags himself in and goes for the fucking power bomb on Puma. Uh, he's he's throwing Puma around. Puma's trying to mount a defense. Uh, Johnny Mundo is on the outside. He grabs... Uh, he grabs a chair from the outside. Taya distracts the ref, and Johnny K- Johnny Mundo throws the chair at Cage, and Cage just fucking throws it back at him. Uh, and Johnny's like, "You stupid idiot, dumbass!" Um, and then um, El Dragon Azteca comes back in. Uh, we're uh, and I'm realizing, oh boy, we're tagging in everybody. We're Rey Mysterio. We're building to that hot tag. Um, uh, that tag is gonna hit like crap. True. Uh, Vampiro, uh, random wholesome moment. Vampiro compliments Matt's commentary work. It was very funny. After earlier, I was like, 
man. Matt's kind of fucking basic. But Vampire's like, you make me fall in love with wrestling all over again. You're so good at what you do. And I'm like, aww. aww. I ship it. Nice. Somebody somebody write some fan fiction, please. I'm commissioning it. Um, hey, I'm, I'm... You know what? I got it. I got it. I do have to. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee do. you it doesn't exist. I mean, There's no way, right? I want... To believe Look, uh, there is lucha underground fan in a world fiction, where shield fan I, fiction was weirdly prolific for a while maybe just maybe no there's no tag for lucha underground on aio3 sounds like you know what you have to do Ugh. um anyway uh but anyway, we do in fact build to the Rey Mysterio hot tag. And there's four, and there's forty three tags for pro wrestling gorilla. What the fuck? Damn. Get the PWG ship fix of Kevin Steen and El Generico. Oh well, okay, that does explain it. Everyone's writing the Generico X Steen smut. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder what's under that. Enemies mask. to lovers. Let's go. Uh, enemies to lovers and back to enemies again. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, Ray does get the hot tag. He jumps off the top rope and sits on Johnny's face and tells him that he loves him. Uh, uh, throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Every time I see that specific spot, especially from Ray, because because what he does, someone will be like facing him in the corner. He jumps to the top rope. Fucking spread eagles his legs, just lands right on their fucking face. <laughs> sit on my face. Um, so uh he he beats up Johnny a little bit, throws Johnny to the corner. Taya tries to like uh charge at Ray, and Ray ducks out of the way, driving Taya's head directly into her husband's crotch. Uh right up in there. Oh, that spot was I can't believe they didn't try to make a blowjob joke on that because I thought of like, oh, well, it's of so course. supposed to be a blowjob joke, right? Yeah, like I was like, oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny K or Johnny Mundo is all too familiar with uh, with this this image right now. Yeah, that 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 getting head, but then Striker and Vampiro don't say a word Maybe about it. Maybe it's because they're married, like, oh, so okay. like they can't be as obnoxious about it as I don't know if they were unrelated. Um, Vampiro's like, oh, where's the fun but of then that? Then he also, but then Mysterio crotches Johnny again. This time on the top. Yes, road. yes. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's, uh, Johnny's Mundo's not doing great <laughs> on this episode. No, I command you to stop. Uh, Johnny's Mundo's, fuck off. Um, uh, he lines up Taya and Johnny for a dual six one nine, but they nope out of it. Uh. But this is crazy, though. They nope out of it onto the floor. So Ray goes up to the ring ropes, stands on the middle rope, his legs kind of spread, and fucking Puma gets in the ring, charges, and Tope Suicidas through Ray's legs onto Johnny and Which, Taya like, below. Ray is, not a, Ray is not a big dude. He can't spread his legs To be far. fair, Ray Mysterio can spread his legs. For the, for, for the legs he got, he can spread his motherfucking legs. But, uh... But he is still, he is a short king. And, you know, there's only so much room. Crazy. And Puma slid on under Utterly there. fucking crazy. That was so cool. Um, and then, okay, um, in the, we, we, get, we eventually get back in the ring. Cage becomes the legal man. Double fucking lariats Puma and Dragon Azteca at the same time. Uh, goes to the corner where Ray's sitting on the top of the turnbuckle. Survives a face kick from Ray. 
turns around, catches Ray out of midair, and delivers a nasty belly belly to belly to Ray, which was crazy. Cage is just kind of not selling for Ray to, to to start off their confrontation, which is bad fucking ass. Um, uh, he gets he tries to get Puma into the Weapon X. Uh, Puma wriggles out of it. So Johnny Cage runs in, tries to go for the springboard, and uh, you'll be shocked to learn. He just kicks Jay. He just kicks Cage in the face. Yeah, you'll be shocked to learn that this junction had a malfunction. So Cage taking <laughs> so it well. Cage is like fine. Diskiss dis Larry. It's Johnny. Fuck it. Hmm. Hmm. I. This feels familiar to something we've seen yeah. recently. This is the the the, the formula. For this trios tournament has been set out a little bit, I think. Um, yeah, so Mysterio gets hits a moonsault onto Cage to get him out of the ring, and then Mundo is legal to be fair, to be clear here. And then Mundo heats it's eats everyone's finishers the 619, real. the the spinny pizza DDT, the spinny and pizza. then <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. In order for Dragon Azteca to, to execute that, that's Ella. Uh, he needs his partner to fucking because he because the I don't even know what he does, but he like gets up on like horizontal on his partner's shoulders and he relies on his partner very visibly, tossing him in the air like a spicy pizza pie. I'm a Luigi Primo. I'm making the. He El Dragon's gonna make it a pizza, and then when Puma hits the six thirty for the win. <laughs> that fucking that. El Dragon Azteca is a little cooking the pizza for Matanzaquito. Okay, oh, oh god, oh my god, okay, I'm referring to him. Every time from now on, every time we see the <laughs> it's just gonna be I go get the pizza. <laughs> okay, okay. Ooh, ooh, that got me. Glad to help. I noticed it and I was like, man, sure, sure is crazy how Johnny just fucking tossed him in the air like that. And it even got a little bit of like that imagery in my mind, but I didn't fully connect the dot to you said anything. Okay, so uh uh crazy fucking ending sequence. Johnny Mundo once again goes to hell and fucking dies. Um at least he didn't bail out on Taya this time. Um and yeah. and uh <laughs> Team Good Guy is advancing in the trios tournament, and Cage takes this well. Uh, it's incredible. The team with the most cohesion won. <laughs> no, but last year, Menage 12 Brutality won. What happened? Yeah. Uh, Dario, you're an idiot. Stop. Stop it. Uh, but yes. Uh, Walker, yeah, yeah. Walker, we, Walker. We've just Didn't seen two we refutations oh. of this in a row, by the way. Both of the fucked up teams that Dario put together lost miserably to the comparatively not fucked up teams that Dario. <laughs> yep. Um. He tried to make it. The, he tried to make it work again, and it didn't. Hmm. Hmm. Uh. Anyway. Anyway, we get a post-credit scene 
where Dario is talking to Matanza in his cage about next week. And he, um, I wrote, he emotionally manipulates him as to why he has to be in the cage. I did actually quote the whole thing. Please. When he's talking to him about the cage, he's like, you understand why you must stay here, right? You are the most valuable thing in the world to me. And what do we do with our valuables? We lock them away so no one can steal them. And then he 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 gently caresses his brother's <laughs> face. He's like, no one understands the beauty of your destruction like his I do. His fucking turtle shell face. So next week, make me proud and bring death to the dead. And and uh, Matanza says, out there living in the sun. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Give me one day. I mean, he starts fucking like shaking on his cage bars and row. Oh yeah, I'm sure he just loves chilling in that fucking cage all the time. You're doing great, Dario. This isn't gonna blow up in your but face. He, but he, but like, yeah, but like, it's, it's like you said. Is 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 that he keeps his brother in a cage because no one understands Matanza like Dario was, and he's he's doing it because he loves his brother so much. No other reason. He's got to protect him from everyone else. True. I mean. It's kind of believable when he's like Dario says, "Brother knows best." No, oh yeah, that's it. You know what? I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Well, because actually, the the first place my mind went to was another fucking Rapunzel uh bit of like a uh, adaptation. Stay with me. The world is dark and wild. <laughs> you know, there's so much yeah. to draw from. You know, uh, but yes. yeah. So, so he is he is a Rapunzel. Matanza Cueto is Rapunzel looking for his prince. Matanza, Matanza. Get him out of here. Let down your eldritch tendrils to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Everything's going great in the temple. Um, Please don't worry about uh, any turmoil that is occurring between very powerful and dangerous people slash entities. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It is fine. Mm-hmm. Good fucking episodes, though. Holy shit. Yeah, it's fun. Fun times as always here on Lucha Underground. Agreed, agreed. And we'll be back soon enough to continue these plot threads. As season two is kicking it into high gear. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, an even higher gear. It just it just keeps getting higher yep. every time. Uh, but then that's for another time. Next time, though, uh, we return to 2006. What a year! Uh, where where Vince McMahon continues to be extremely normal. <laughs> um, he lost a match to one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and decided that only happened because God intervened, and so <laughs> I have to fight God. Obviously. That was his. That's what he determined that he needed. Fight got alongside the product of his semen. Thank you. Thank you. The yep. He calls his son the product of his semen. Uh, and then and like and then proceeds to wonder aloud why his son is so mentally fucked up. It's. I I even invite him to you know I invite him to come along with threesomes with me and he always turns me down. <laughs> I don't understand. What what's. Nope, nope, not gonna go there. Anyway. 
Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. that's gonna be a we'll, fun. We'll get more into that. We'll get more into that. Next fun week. little decision. Yeah, it's um, a, we're, it's gonna be a fun one. We're having a guest star episode. We're gonna open with a. And I have to talk, and I gotta, I gotta open about fucking Vince McMahon rape allegations. It's fine. Um, and I gotta give my justification for why we're still doing this. No. Uh, story art. Something, something. Art versus artist. Yeah. Anyway, so that's next week. Until then, David, hit the plug. Yes, sir, dear friends. Thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you around here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you all know the drill. Thank you all so much for welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content once more. We're just so happy that you guys love us and follow along with us and all that good shit. Uh, uh, new people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we are just so happy that you decided to join us. We hope you had a good time and we hope uh, you you uh, want to keep joining us week after week after week. Uh, and I'm going to tell you all the ways you can do so. First and foremost, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Give us all of that sweet, sweet YouTube engagement. Helps out our metrics a lot. Uh, check out all of our playlists as well. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow into their own separate playlists. So that if you want to follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot... Uh, you can you have that option. It's great, and you can see our beautiful faces, uh, uh, you know, and see in real time what it's like to watch me realize just how much Dragon Azteca cooked the pizza. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> or what, or or what, or watch us make a grip. True, true. If you want the visual aids to the very technical things we discussed on this um yes so uh video version on youtube check it but if you are one of those audio only perverts you know we understand we got you uh you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast which of course are spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. come give us a listen there uh download our show so you can listen to us offline um we also would appreciate some sweet, sweet engagement in the forms of ratings and reviews. If you're so inclined, maybe some nice little five stars, maybe some nice kind words that say more people should be listening to our uh, awesome, hilarious show. You know, just just a just a suggestion uh, and, uh, you know, all, all that good shit. Enjoy us uh, video or audio, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, but hey, we exist past this very colorful, admittedly very colorful void that we find ourselves in week after week. Uh, you can find us on a couple other places on the internet as well. Uh, first and foremost, of course, is our Twitter account. You can find us at Noobs and Noxpod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Noxpod on Twitter. Come check us out. We do the whole Twitter thing. We, we, we meme along with the IWC. We melt our brains by engaging in discourse with the IWC. Who things got spicy this last week. Let me tell you, uh, boobity boppity. Um, but uh, uh, we also post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Highlight of our Twitter is, of course, weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. Pardon me. We are watching and tweeting about AEW Dynamite uh, and just having a grand old time there engaging with the Twitter versus Dynamite airs. Um, on top of that, sometimes I am a little weirdo freak 
mark when it comes to AEW. So sometimes when I have the time, I'll I'll tweet along to uh, AEW Rampage at 10 p.m. on Friday evenings on TNT. Uh, we are get, we are getting down, we're to, getting the down to the wire. We got 15 minutes. I'm fucking I'm I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, uh, I'm speeding this along. I'm 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 doing this shit great. All right. Uh, uh, so so you'll see if we get it tonight uh, uh, on TNT. Uh, and sometimes uh, I will also watch and tweet about AEW Collision on TNT on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. They are all right for fighting or so some people tell me. Um, uh, and and so, you know, either way, uh, no matter what I'm tweeting about, uh, be sure to, you know, check out, see if we are doing our live tweeting uh, and, and, you know, hang out with us and all that. On top of that, Austin is uh, even more of a little weirdo freak who uh, follows all of the, the big three major American wrestling promotions and likes to tell you guys all the hell about them. Uh, so you guys know what's going on in the wrestling world, you know, maybe let the noobs know, uh, how you guys can start to really dive into this shit, uh, and give us a brief chance to talk about what the hell's going on in the, uh, uh, world of wrestling, uh, with all of the, uh, the very least, the three major company pay-per-views, uh, my friend, what is on the docket, it coming up. All right, let's start with TNA. TNA. Uh, they've had a big week. They've had a, gr- a big time since we last were here because uh, their win- the knockouts champion, Jordan Grace, was in the Royal that Rumble. That was fucking wild. I did have that, I did have that spoiled on me. I also that had that sucks. spoiled on me. But I was also like, what the... F-? I still couldn't really believe it when I saw it happen. Yeah. Uh, well, well, she was in the rumble, uh, did great. She did. Uh, was like, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a KOD to the apron. That's how you can eliminate. Holy me. shit. That was and, so nuts. And apparently she was like, yes, yeah, she told Bianca is like, Hey, if you don't feel comfortable putting me on the apron, you can just dump my ass on the floor. <laughs> I got oh it. Oh my God. She's so cool. Like, fuck it. Fucking indie wrestlers, man. Bro, she's so <laughs> like, whatever. She is so fucking cool. Get the fuck out of here. God damn. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. TNA. You can watch them every week. Eight o'clock on Thursdays on Axis TV. But guess what? A lot of people don't have that channel. They're on that channel because that, because the company that owns them owns that channel. Um, but if you more realistically, this is how I even watch is if you pay one dollar a month on YouTube for a YouTube membership, you can watch every episode of TNA every week, commercial free, starting at 8 30 p.m. Eastern on youtube pretty fucking cool pretty fucking cool yep in addition their stream or i think actually i think you can i think if you're a a tna plus subscriber you can watch live now i think that is also oh shit yeah they they updated the shit out of that thing so i wouldn't be surprised yeah but anyway their streaming service is tna plus that you can uh you can you can buy pay-per-views through tna plus now that's new and exciting that i didn't know about but also until hard to kill but they also have a lot of when on months they don't have pay-per-views they have cna plus exclusive specials and upcoming on february 23rd is one such special uh no surrender oh i don't like surrendering uh so no fuck surrendering so far we got two matches jordan grace defending her knockouts championship against the quintessential diva giselle shaw 
who won the X, the women's X division, the uh, ultimate X match, and is cashing in that big plastic X. Oh God! For a match on 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 at No Surrender, and then the TNA World Championship, Moose, 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 defending his TNA World Championship. Against Alex Shelley getting his automatic rematch clause here. Crazy. Uh, but Moose better watch, but Shelley better watch out because Moose has got the system behind him. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that he has his faction is literally called the system. That seems appropriately <laughs> like him. macho and, and dorky for Moose. <laughs> it's him, Brian Myers, Eddie Edwards, and Alicia. Edwards. Oh shit. Okay. God damn. The finest the finest in TNA's heels. But then the system better watch their ass because they have the one-man powerhouse of Nick fucking Nemeth coming after him. Let's go. Yep. Uh, so that's what's going on in TNA. Then in for WWE. Want to follow them every week. Monday nights on Raw on 8 o'clock at uh, USA Network. Uh, until next year, they go to fucking Netflix. That's all right, Boy. and then uh, can't get ready to pay out the ass for the commercial free cut of Raw, oh my boys. God. Oh, and then uh, SmackDown eight at eight o'clock on Fridays on Fox until they get back to USA Network. Uh, they're heading to a land down under uh, for the elimination chamber. Elimination chamber, mate. Yep, uh, the elimination chamber is very simple. All you have to do is is six people enter. The first two met, first two people start. Every five minutes, another person enters the match, and last man standing wins. Yep that that is uh, that is pretty standard. So far, we only have one match set as the Judgment Day are defending their tag team titles against Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. The and uh, or uh, to Tyler be announced, Bate. they're running Tyler Bate. Right. Yeah, the the former uh, British Strong Style is back together. Oh shit! Uh, uh, this we a lot of people don't really know what this card is going to be like because let me run this down for you. Roman Reigns not here. will not be there. Seth Rollins not here. Not there. Not here. CM Punk not here. Not here. Gunter. Will not be here. Oh shit! Uh, the the word on the street is he is trying to establish residency within the United oh, States. Oh really? Good for so him. And so he cannot be leaving the country. So well, good for him. I'm legitimately very excited for him. That's actually really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But also, it's God like, damn it. Okay, okay, I guess I guess we're building a show around Rhea Ripley, who is at least Australian, oh. and nothing else. <laughs> You know. And who else? Just the Judgment Day. You know, they can, I mean, fuck it, they can probably carry a pay-per-view. It's fine. Judgment Day is holding it down. <laughs> it sounds about right. Elimination Chamber. But yeah, so the Judgment Day will have to defend their tag team titles. Uh, so far, that's the only match that we have set so far. But we are a couple weeks away. Uh, hell yeah. And then, did we get AEW? Yeah, AEW upcoming on March 3rd live on pay-per-view is a revolution. It is. 
the final match of Sting's career. Fucking crazy. Holy shit. And we already got quite a few matches set up on for for uh, for a revolution. Obviously, you have Sting's retirement match, Sting and Darby Allen versus to be determined. Uh, though Probably they might be tag champs, yeah, which is uh, gonna adds an interesting dynamic to whether they're gonna if anyone's gonna do the job. But you that's know, I. Fucking part of me thought Sting was going out on top here, but if he's got the tag belts, yeah, hmm. the, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I almost wonder though if next week they lose to Big Bill and Ricky Starks because like Sting is famously undefeated in AEW, so he's got to get yeah. a one. They've been hyping up that he's unbeaten, and the the rankings say they're number one contenders, and it's like, are they really gonna like? What are we going to do with a tag title? Absolutely with fucking crazy. We don't know. Yeah, this is a crazy wrinkle to throw in there, and I am so yeah. pumped to see what the fuck happens. It's about to be crazy. Yeah. But outside of Sting, <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to feel bad not being able to do that anymore. I know. Uh, we also have the AEW International Championship matches. Orange Cassidy, who I guess is still has this belt. He does. I don't know. Kind of hope. I hope he loses. I do match. too, but also um, like, man, I I do love the OC title defenses. They're always fucking crazy. I I just feel like this second title was kind of whatever. Like his first reign was so awesome, and then they kind of just throw it back on him because injuries happened, yeah. and now it's just like whatever. No, that's like, that's valid. Like, uh, you know, but he's facing Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Kingdom, who are like half injured already. I know, but. Roddy is next strong and he's going to punch orange Cassidy in a wiener, <laughs> hit him with a pile driver and he's going to win the international. I'm championship. fucking Let's ready go. for it. I'm here. And then speaking of swerve, we talked about Mr. Killshot on this episode, the world championship Samoa Joe will be defending against swerve Strickland or Adam page. Yes. Hmm. I hope that Samoa Joe doesn't try to do something to like interfere with swerve and hangman ha- having a number one contendership match or anything. Mm-hmm. I hope, hope he doesn't try to do that. And, you know, you know, you know, who knows Trigger, what could happen. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a, a, a slightly different match stipulation, you know, so something could happen. You never know. Yeah. We, I don't know. Uh, I mean, crazy. you know, there's no heel gambit that has failed less, failed more, excuse me, than I'm going to interrupt a number one contender's match so I have no number one contender. See, I feel that like Joe Smart worked. My, my theory is it's going to go to a draw. It's going to go to a time limit draw, mm-hmm. and then and then they – And then that's how he – And then that's that how he gets sense. a three-way. That's my that's – my, uh... Then for the AEW Women's Championship – it's timeless, Tony Storm. Oh my God! Versus Diana Perazza. Diana Perazza, who's very salty about about the fact hey, that I mean Tony Storm has disowned but, their their uh, their matching tattoo. But hey, I mean, as Tony puts it, I mean she had Virtuosa once, and she will not be telling anyone where or who she got it from. <laughs> timeless Tony Storm is the best gimmick. It's just the best gimmick. I I love uh, Tony Storm. Lo- found all the old timey euphemisms for vagina. 
and he's now just threatening to punch people in the box. <laughs> well, well, and, and getting away with it. And the fucking best part is, uh, 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 what, what's her nuts? Uh, Mariah May. Uh, it was like, hey, Tony, you, are you gonna watch my match on, uh, on Dynamite next week? And Tony's like, oh, darling, I would love to. Where is it? And Mariah May says where it is, and she's like, oh no, I couldn't possibly. They, they want me in that state, but. Something with like horse betting or something. I don't know. Just, just all of the goofy. can't be in New Jersey. Be afraid. I know. Oh my god. Or no, it was Phoenix or something. I don't fucking know. Either way, all about, all about Mariah. All about Mariah. True. We're jumping hard. from Sunset Boulevard to All About Eve. I'm fucking here for it. Yep. Also, I love that they have managed to work the the uh, the black and white effects to only include Donny Donny Storm. I know. Her, that split screen, split was screen promo or Deanna was in color and Tony was in black and white on the stage was Fucking amazing. crazy, dude. Oh, I love that shit. Anyway. But yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna that's gonna be a highlight of the pay-per-view, I feel. Oh, so good. Um yeah, that is what is upcoming for AEW. Hell yeah, that's what's coming for all of them. Be sure to check out all that shit again. If you're a noob, especially we like to kind of give you guys all these big details on what you can watch. The pay-per-views are kind of great jumping on points. Uh, you know, you get uh, you get you get some good matches, some storylines ending, storylines starting up. You know, if you want to kind of take a little sampler platter, well, there's all your info for you. And you know, if you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for several hours on end on this show, you'll you'll fucking enjoy it over uh, over on the Twitter. We, uh, we the, the voices carry over. I think we're pretty fun guys to hang out and watch wrestling with, even in a virtual space. So, you know, there you go. Be sure to check all of that out on the Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. Of course, if you want to get in more direct and long-form contact with us, uh, you can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the show, uh, what you want to see us cover on the show, uh, tell us how amazing and or based our hot takes are. Um, you know, start start discourse or just say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, you can also find us on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to friends of the show, uh, the Sugar Daddy uh, and El Lucha Dead. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Uh, two of our boys. We 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 love you guys so much. Thank you for contributing your dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar signs to us. Uh, you know, this is all all three. Um, and we hope you enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our friends of the show, you can do so over on the Patreon. Just a single little dollary do a month helps out this show tremendously. Um, uh, and you know, you get, you get a couple of little cool things out of it. Um, so be sure to check all of that out. Nooms and knockouts podcast on Patreon. Once again, the link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next Hasta time. Hasta luego. <laughs>